the Golfing Union of Ireland podcast. Hello and welcome along to the GY podcast. Alan Kelly with you and I'm here at Royal Portrush for the 148th staging of the Open and where on Sunday evening the champion golfer of the year will receive the Claret Jug. And we recorded this episode on Monday and already the crowds are out in big numbers. The atmosphere building and all the big names in world golf are here. I arrived at the course this morning and one of the first groups I saw tee off on my way into the media centre was Tiger Woods, Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler. It doesn't get much better than that. In this episode, I talk with Leslie-Ann O'Donnell, who's the project manager for Tourism Northern Ireland and the 148th Open. But first, I caught up with our very own James Sugru. The amateur champion from Port Marnock just a few weeks ago has played a few holes this afternoon. And he called into the media centre, where I started off by asking him how he was feeling after his efforts at the European Team Championship last week and heading into the Open this week. Yeah, um, it definitely wasn't uh, It definitely wasn't a trip that I was giving out about anyway, that's for sure. Um, to go straight from the airport up here. Um, usually when I come home from a trip, you kind of just want to go home and maybe just for, spend a couple of days at home. But no, definitely wasn't giving out coming up here. Do you think going straight, more or less, from the amateur into the European Team Championships via Le Hinch mm-hmm. and straight into this week has helped you that you haven't sort of been sitting around thinking about it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been, as I said, like it's been the last few weeks have been hectic, um, golf and media and all these things that you know that I didn't really have to deal with before but um it's I'm I don't I'm not complaining about it and um if that's all I have to complain about at the end of the week I'll be doing okay when you walk into Portrush you can't help but notice the infrastructure the gantries the camera towers the grandstands what were your first impressions when you drove in ah it's unbelievable um yesterday I came up and I just went for a little walk around with with my caddy and um we were just saying like that the the grandstands and everything are just a joke like like apparently as well they just started in late april so like even that is ridiculous having to build around dunes and things like that it's it really is unbelievable you're going to have a busy year ahead of you. Um, you've got potentially uh, a trip to Liverpool for the Walker Cup and then two more majors uh, next season. This isn't a bad place to uh, sort of uh, get a feel for it. No, definitely not. Um, something that I wasn't aware of after Port Marnock was that when you win the M, um, you actually get automatically on Walker Cup. So Podge informed me of that, and that was that's another one that is up and coming that I can't wait for. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hectic. Even after this week, I go straight to Liverpool. I'm pretty sure on the Monday um, for Walker Cup training, and then go from there straight down to Lahinch for the South, and then I think I have a week off, and then I go to North Carolina for the USM, and then I think I have a bit of a break. So yeah, it's, it is. It's 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 crazy. But as I said, if that's if that's my only complaint, I'll be doing okay. Darren Clark and Charlie Hoffman wait for you on the first tee, six thirty-five Thursday morning. You'll have an, aler- an early alarm clock. Um, what will the nerves be like? Um, yeah, I'm obviously going to be uh, like a little bit nervous. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't going to be uh, playing with Darren though in his home track first half in the Open is just even sounds weird to say it there but like it's it's what dreams are made of really I I love Darren I think he's one of the best ball strikers um of the modern era really he's um he really is a flusher like I played with him in 
Paul Marnock as well, and I remember hitting him like high draws with driver off the deck and just silly shots like that most people wouldn't be able to hit. So yeah, I can't wait for it. Best of luck. Cheers. Thanks very much. Al. From breathtaking links to picture perfect parkland, Northern Ireland is made for golf. Our world class fairways have grown some giants, and they'll grow your game too. There's so much to explore in our corner of the earth. So come for the golf and stay for the crack, the culture and the sheer beauty of the place. You'll get a hero's welcome in our land of golfing greats. Plan your break now. Search NI Made for Golf. Tourism Northern Ireland have played a huge role in the success of the Open and getting it to where we are now, just hours away from the first tee shots. I met up with Leslie Ann O'Donnell, who's the project manager for Tourism NI and the Open. It's here. It it's, is. It's real. It is here. It's very real. Um, I think yesterday was the first practice day, and although I've been working on this for the past year, knowing exactly what's coming, it took me until about lunchtime to even kind of settle in and get out of the state of shock that I was in of the, the scale of it, even on the first practice day. And you've obviously seen uh, the, the the infrastructure build from the ground up. You've been involved in the project a lot. It must be very rewarding professionally and personally to see the crowds coming through the doors. It's amazing to see the crowds coming through the doors and just have a seamless experience from their perspective, knowing the amount of work and the collaboration that's had to go on in the background to get to that point. It's just phenomenal that the spectators are coming here and don't notice that and that's kind of the point that we want to get to they shouldn't have to know what's going on in the background to make it all possible a number of people have said to me this morning already you know i can't believe the infrastructure i can't believe how big this event is it's i mean it's one of the biggest sporting events in the world it's phenomenal it's definitely the biggest event that we've hosted within northern ireland and there's quite a few firsts for the rna as well on site so um one of their are one of their corporate hospitality structures is the biggest structure corporate hospitality structure that they've ever built as well so it's amazing to be going on that journey with them as well how many spectators are you expecting over the course of the week i know championship days are sold out what's the total footfall likely to be so across the week, we're expecting up to 215,000 spectators. And we know that over 50% of those guys are from out of state, which for us um, at Tourism Northern Ireland is a phenomenal figure. And it's a phenomenal um, it's a phenomenal opportunity for us go- going forward as well. What's, I mean, obviously there's going to be a huge amount of spent, uh, a huge amount of money spent in the local economy over the course of the week. Do you have any idea um, from studies what might be, uh, the figure. So we're um, looking back at studies. We there's an estimated combined economic impact of the event for of eighty million, and that is looking at the broadcast coverage, the reach, looking at what that media value is, but also the spend outside of the event within the local economy. So within the town itself in Portrush, but beyond that into Belfast, into Derry, Londonderry, and where we know people are staying that are coming to the event. I was. I'm always blown away by the size of the media centre at uh, at these events, and I mean, there's over six six hundred and fifty journalists mm-hmm. in attendance this week. The reach around the world for this event is something else. Yes, there is over six hundred and fifty journalists. I knew this personally because I went and left welcome packs on every single chair in that media centre. Um, it's phenomenal. It's going to be broadcast into over one hundred and fifty countries worldwide. Um, into over 600 million households is the potential reach of the event and while they're looking at the event they're not only focusing on the gulf they're focusing on the beautiful backdrop of the Causeway Coast and Glens area and we've been working really hard with all the international media over 
the coming months in the lead up to the event, bringing them over, letting them um, see the great and the good of Northern Ireland and, and also kind of providing them with some footage that they can use and tips and stories that they can push out when they're not concentrating on the golf so that they're telling our story as well. Golf, tour- golf tourism in Northern Ireland has been growing uh, significantly over the past number of years. It's going to be fairly substantial, I'd imagine, over, over the next few years. What, what are you aiming for? So our ambition for our golf tourism strategy is to grow it to um, an economic impact of 50 million by 2020. We're currently sitting at just over 42 million, so we're within touching point of it. And hosting events on this scale will catapult us forward into those figures. It's the legacy of events like this that people will come back and they will play their courses. They will want to come back and play our championship courses. We have two of the world's top 10 golf courses within Northern Ireland, which for a small destination is a phenomenal um, opportunity as well and a phenomenal kind of calibre of the 95 golf courses that we have here. I assume North America and uh, Great Britain and the likes of Germany and and Scandinavia are important markets. Are there any emerging markets maybe in the Far East that are going to be targeted? Well, those are our core markets that we know are coming now and we're looking to service them. And our golf tourism spend is it's really high value. We know that golf tourists, whenever they come, spend on average about £2,400 per trip. Um, so that's what we know about those markets. But in our wider tourism strategy, we're definitely seeing a lot of growth from China market in particular, just with new uh, flight routes coming into Dublin and that opportunity to bring those guys up into Northern Ireland and, and see more, spend more, do more. What's the future like? What's the next five or ten years like for golf and for golf tourism in Northern Ireland? Well, golf tourism in Northern Ireland, um, what we do know is that that five-year window after hosting an Open, and we know this from talking to our colleagues and friends who have hosted Opens previously, is where you really start and see the return. It's people coming back. It's people wanting to play the courses. It's looking at all that hard work that we've done with the international media, taking them around all of our other golf courses and getting people in there. We know that while golf club participation and membership is on a decline, our golf tourism is steadily, steadily increasing. It'd be nice to host this event again in the future, wouldn't it? It would be incredible. And that's the ambition. We really want to prove to the RNA that we can pull together as Northern Ireland PLC to ensure that the infrastructure is there, ensure that it's cohesive, ensure that all of the multi-agencies working tirelessly behind the scenes can do this. Um, and we're, yeah... I think we've we've achieved it. Now we're in day two. Things are starting to bed in. All of the plans and the infrastructure is is settling in. And um, yeah, we're looking good. Well, fingers crossed. We'll see the Open Championship return to Northern Ireland in the near future. Thank you very much. Leslie Ann O'Donnell there from Tourism Northern Ireland. Well, it's here. It's upon us. The Open Championship tees off at 6.35am on Thursday morning with Darren Clark hitting the first tee shot, followed by our own James Sugru. Enjoy the golf, enjoy the show, and as they say up here on the Causeway Coast, it's going to be giant. The Golfing Union of Ireland podcast. 